Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with fitness innovator, race announcer, speaker, author, and cancer crusher, Fitz Kohler. She is one of the most prominent and compelling fitness experts and race announcers in America. As the voice of the Los Angeles Marathon, Philadelphia Marathon, Big Sur Marathon, DC Wonder Woman Run Series, and more, she brings big structure, energy, and joy to the sport. She's passionate about guiding others to live better and longer through her company, Fitness. She's appeared on national media outlets and worked with corporations like Disney, Tropicana, Oakley, and Office Depot. Fitz has also inspired millions of kids to get active through her successful school running and walking program, The Morning Mile. Fitz enjoys water sports, strength training, animals, hugs, sarcasm, and travel. She lives in Gainesville, Florida with her husband and two kids. Enjoy this interview. Good. Thanks for taking a minute out to the show. I appreciate it. Of course, of course. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Me too. You know, as somebody that's obviously very people-driven, I want to know first and foremost, how did you survive COVID that two-year period, which was rather tumultuous? How did you get through it? And how did it subsequently not only change the way that you lead your life, but how you approach business? It was infuriating and frustrating. Uh, I was frustrated by, number one, my alterations of my freedoms. Uh, there's nothing I take more seriously or personally in my entire world. And the fact that any uh, government official thought it was fine to strip freedoms from Americans blew my mind. The fact that uh, the industry that I'm a part of that uh, makes people healthier, helps people live better and longer, that they thought, yeah, let's shut down exercise events <laughs> was appalling. Yeah. And the fact that they took me away from the tens of thousands of people that I support and adore and am fueled by every weekend of the year was despicable. It was, it was really frustrating. So once again, uh, it fueled my passion for what I do. You know, I toured the country bald and gray and sick with cancer. And uh, I never once hid out. I never wore a mask. I never shied away from hugging a sweaty Jeremy stranger. And so uh, COVID just made me even hungrier for the work that I do and the people that I serve. You know, as a cancer survivor, the one thing, you know, I, there was one person, a musician that I interviewed at one point that talked about how this global pandemic was a little bit like that, a little bit like getting diagnosed, living through it, going through remission, those kinds of things. And I'm curious from your perspective, did going through something like that like cancer prepare you for this in a way? Um, anyone who compares COVID to cancer is has lost their mind or or the shutdown. They have no idea what it's like to actually be in a body that is completely disseminated by cancer care or cancer itself. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's just hard to compare the two. You know, cancer... I had a cell go rogue, right? I, I don't think that any any god, any deity put the cancerous tumor in my breast. I don't think there, there was any purpose, like, we're going to do this to fit Kohler and see how it plays out. Um, it just happened, and I dealt with it, and there was no one to blame. It just happened. And uh, I was very grateful, even to the mean, nasty chemotherapy drugs that, made my life so miserable. I was so grateful for them and for the pharmaceutical companies that had created them. COVID was just infuriating, fueled by 
lies and fear. And again, um, being a freedom-loving person, the fact that Americans would roll over and give up their freedoms just, you know, that that pissed me off. Cancer never made me angry, never once, not for one second of one day. I, I was scared, I was stressed, I was hurt. Uh, I, I had a lot of emotions, but it never made me angry. COVID pissed me off. And, and I certainly do feel compassion for anyone who's sick with any sort of illness. And of course, anyone who dies prematurely, I feel that sad. But the uh, worldwide governmental foolish response uh, was infuriating. So there's, I think they're two different two very different things to me. So let's get to the essence of who you are and what you do. I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day, and one of the kids yes. is going to look up and say, what do you do for a living? How do you answer them? I'm going to tell them that I am bossy, I am noisy, and I help people live better and longer by making fitness understandable, attainable, and fun. How do you explain what you do to a 50-year-old guy? <laughs> I am bossy, I am noisy, and I make a living <laughs> helping people do better and be Good better. Good job. Yeah, it doesn't change. So what did you want to be when you were in the third grade? What did you see your life becoming? You know what's interesting? I, I thought I <laughs> – you're, you're not going to be surprised by this. I thought I would be a public servant. I thought I would run for office and I would have a role in this great country of ours. Are you happy with how things turned out? I am. I am. I, I was very focused. Uh, so my one of my undergrad degree was political science, master's is exercise and sports sciences. But I was steering towards eventually going into uh, perhaps running for governor of the state of Florida. Um, but what I and the reason I did that is because I wanted the power to do good things. I wanted the power to serve people and make this country better. And what I found is that. Uh, politics is just too ugly and messy. I don't want to be a part of something so toxic, which is very disappointing because I, I think we need many good people to step up and run and serve. However, what I realize on the power front is that the work that I do, I am so powerful and I, I can change. I do change so many lives with the work that I do from uh, the keynotes to my morning mile school running program. I've got all the power that I want right now, and I think it's worked out for me. So for someone that is so highly driven and motivated like you, it all begins somewhere. Talk to me a little bit about your childhood and how these seeds grew into who you are today. Oh, good questions. So I was raised in a sporty family. We were athletic. We participated in every sport. And uh, as things panned out towards my teenage years, my siblings, my older siblings, were elite athletes. They were great at everything they did. They were on state championship sporting teams in high school. And I love sports. I love wearing the uniform. I love being part of a team. But I kept getting cut. And uh, that was very frustrating to me. And I just wanted to play, right, as many teenagers do. And that's what, you know, once you take that turn at 13, boy, you better be really good or you don't have an opportunity. And so that was very frustrating to me. And uh, same about the same time, I, I injured my knee, went to physical therapy, and after surgery, the PT told my mom to get me into a gym so I could continue strength training or I'd be re-injured. I was a soccer player. And so she lied. She told the gym management that I was 16 so I could get a membership at fall lady in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and I started going, and I really enjoyed lifting, and 
I took classes, and I thought the instructors were really cool. And after my, my big job at Cinnabon went sideways, I applied at the gym, and they hired me. In fact, on a Tuesday, the guy asked, hey, have you ever taught group fitness? I said, no, but I do it, and I really like to learn. He said, can you teach on Friday? And I said, okay. And so I showed up. Thank God I'm a gamer. Class went really well, and I was hired, and, and I continued to evolve from there. Uh, in college, I not only taught at the University of Florida, but I taught on a cruise ship overseas. And when I came back from that uh, cruise ship experience, there was a TV producer casting for a fitness show. So I auditioned, and he chose me. And what I learned is that uh, teaching to a camera felt just as comfortable as teaching to a live audience, thank goodness, and uh, the outcomes were far different and, for me, far better. So when I would roam around town, strangers who were not in my social circle would come up and say, are you fit? I love your show. Oh, my gosh, I've lost 17 pounds. Thank you so much. And that aha moment, that, I mean, that, that was really powerful for me, the fact that I got to help strangers. And uh, I ended up writing some magazine articles, which had a similar effect, and you know, I, I I just grew a deep passion for not only mass media but mass impact. I I was unsatisfied by teaching fifty people in a classroom. I wanted to know that every time I I worked, I was able to help thousands or millions. And you know, having control. You know, I was I was cut from teams. I decided to own my own business, and I would have nobody really dictate what I do professionally. Now, of course, people have to hire me. You know, an organization has to choose me as a keynote speaker or as a race announcer for the things that I do. But I make my own rules, and um, I, my brand, Fitness, sinks or swims based on me, my effort, and my excellence, and that really works for me. So the other part of this is, you know, we're motivated by those that we look up to. Who have been uh, heroes or role models for you? You know what? <laughs> I'm going to go back and say Jack LaLanne. The, the, what do we call him, the godfather of fitness. That man, he was everything. And uh, A, he was spot on. If you look back at his videos from the 50s, he was, he was teaching stuff that's still accurate today. And then also, he, he was a household name. You know, he reached millions. He really affected people's lives. And so that is, um, he's, he's the one for me. He would be my role model. If you could meet anybody alive on the planet right now, who would it be? Who would you love to talk to? Alive? Uh, you know what? I'm just going to go where uh, Garth Brooks. He's my favorite singer, and he brings me so much joy. Garth Brooks, who has also lost about 50 pounds recently, and I'm so happy for him. Garth. Yeah, he loves Kansas City. He actually uh, he's played here quite a bit. I think he came here when he did his reunion, and he played here for like a week straight. Did you go? Yeah. No, I didn't make it. Um, I, I, but I knew a lot of people that did. I mean, and those tickets went really fast. So yeah, um, yeah, it was hard to get in there. So let me ask you this: you know, all of this. Speaking of art, with Garth Brooks, you know, we're all influenced by art in our lives and motivated by it. What was it for you? What was the album or the book or uh, uh, the, the art that really moved you? That that inspired you as you were growing up? I can tell you that music is one of the most special things in my life. And I've always been a 
fan of a wide variety from the 50s to today, every genre. And music has also been my right-hand man as a fitness person. So if I turn on music, that's the, if I turn on the proper music, people want to move before I tell them to. If I have the right music at the start lines of my races, Los Angeles Marathon, my playlist where I custom mix, personally, uh, drives people wild. There's 27,000 people jumping up and down surrounding uh, Dodger Stadium ready to take off on their 26.2-mile journey. So music is such a special, has such a special place in my life. When I, if I had a superpower, it would be the ability to sing well. I mean, I sing, but it's just awful for anyone who's listening. <laughs> so... You know, looking back on your life, and, you know, this isn't about regret. It's about wisdom that you've gained in your life. If you have a dream tonight, you run into your 20-year-old version, and you can give that younger version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom that you've gained, the roads you've gone down. What would you tell that version of you? Uh, keep going. You're on the right track. Uh, it's, worth all, it's worth all the effort. You know, I, I did make a bunch of stupid mistakes. I just... I made them, and so now I work to make sure other people don't repeat my mistakes. They can they can make as many new, interesting, dumb mistakes on their own as they want. But I speak for universities. They're graduating seniors. Usually the University of Florida brings me in, and uh, I try and help those graduating seniors, uh, you know, do better than I did. But But I think I did really, really well. You know, I took the long way, and I... I, I was on the right track, though. I, I just followed my heart. I followed my passion, my skill set, and I am so grateful that Fitz Kohler at 21 decided to do this with her life because, wow, what a wonderful career it has been and what a wonderful life. So speaking of that, taking that a step further, what are you the proudest of? When you look back on your life and look at all the things that you've accomplished, what is it that's the most special? Uh, besides my kids? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, because they're number one, I have a school running program called the Morning Mile. It's in over 400 schools worldwide. And it it's an active way to start the day with fun music and friends. It's 30 minutes of walking or running at these schools around the world. And um, gosh, it's so impactful. There's other programs that say only girls or only boys or only kids who want to run fast or only kids who have a certain amount of money. Morning Mile is open to every child every day and the faculty and their families. And I wake up knowing that probably tens of thousands of people are out getting active in the morning at schools because of my, because of my business. And I'm so proud of that. That's, that's the number one thing. What's been the best fan letter or client response you've ever gotten from the work that you've done? One that's really, the one that really blew you away. So my first, my very first uh, is one of the uh, letters that led to me creating a career in mass media and fitness. So I was a competitive kickboxer. I fought for about 10 years. And um, I was pretty popular back in the day, and there was a lot of magazines writing articles about me, and which, you know, which was very cool. But I would go to the magazine or the bookstore and pick up the magazine, and they'd have these you know, six-page full-color spread photos of me and then they'd write the article, they would misspell my name, which was super annoying. And then worse, these journalists, so-called journalists, would make up quotes. And it was really 
infuriating to me. And I really, what I wanted to do was write the article, but I was afraid. I was afraid to ask. I guess I was afraid of rejection. And so finally, after a particularly brutal training session, I left the gym all battered and bruised, went to a bookstore, picked up another magazine, which was totally butchered by the writer. And I thought, damn it, I wish I could just write that article. And then I thought, hey, dummy, what are you afraid of? You stand in the middle of a ring surrounded by thousands of people with someone who wants to knock you clean unconscious. Why are you afraid to ask this question? And so I, uh, I went back and I got on the phone and I called this editor. Now, let's just say his name is Bob from whatever combat sport magazine or whatever. But I called and I said, hey, Bob, this is Fitz Kohler. Oh, hey, Fitz, how you doing? I said, I am doing great, Bob. I said, I have a question for you. He said, yeah. I said, um, I would I would actually like to write an article for you. Would that be okay? He goes, oh, we'd love that, Fitz. Uh, how much money do you need? And I thought, oh, my gosh. Not only did he say yes, but he's going to give me money. What have I been waiting for? And so that very first article I wrote was called How to Kick People in the Head. And I taught people how to build the strength to lift your leg, the flexibility to extend your leg, and then the strategy not only of putting your foot up high, but to get someone to lean their head into your foot and cause that head-on collision. And so that magazine gets, or that article and the magazine gets published, and a few weeks later I get a handwritten letter, shows up on my desk from some guy in Kentucky, and it was the greatest I had ever read. It said, Fitz, I just want to let you know I've been in combat sports and martial arts for many years, and thanks to your article, I finally kicked someone in the head. I just wanted to thank you, and I thought, wow, <laughs> I helped someone kick someone else in the head. That is glorious, and, and uh, yep, that's the best letter I ever received. Wow, that's wonderful. Y- yeah, and that's really the kind of the key to life. You just don't know until you ask, and that's, I mean, you've got a 50-50 shot. You might as well do it. Yeah, and, and really my philosophy from that point became, unless it's going to cause bleeding or bruising I, or broken bones, I'm going for it. And it, it really has opened business up for me because – I was very good at teaching fitness. Those things came natural to me. Um, but the business side of business was really hard, and I made a lot of stupid mistakes, and I undercut myself, and I undersold myself. And, you know, it just took a experience and maturity to be able to get to a point where I think uh, I get paid what I'm worth, and the value I deliver is far greater than what I'm paid. So as a business owner... As a, as a cancer survivor, you know, a fitness guru, so to speak, what is it that you want your lasting legacy to be? What do you want to leave behind for the world to remember you by? I want people to know the truth about fitness. I want them to know how absurdly easy it is. I say all the time that my master's is in the most simple, stupid science in the world. If I could convince people to watch what they put in their mouth, move their body off, and get some sleep, remove the cranky people – and they'll take it, take action and, and, and pursue those four things, then I feel like I've had value to other people's life. And, you know, when I get these messages that say, I just want to let you know my back pain is gone. I had, I had agonizing back pain for years, and thanks to the things you've taught me, I can live well and play and, and do fun things with my family. Those, I, those things are invaluable. And I tell them, thank you. That makes me feel like a valid or a valuable professional. So... Um, yeah, it really is important to me to help people and that they make positive changes from my work. If not, what else? What the heck am I doing here? Yeah. So everyone out there has a perception of you, your family, your friends, your clients, fans, but ultimately you're in control of your life. You live it. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? 
Um, I really like me. I feel very good about me. I'm not perfect in any category. Um, I'm a very hard worker. I know where I want. I have that North Star, and I keep moving towards it. I genuinely care about people. Uh, you know, I just, yeah, the things that we say, that I'm noisy, that I'm bossy, that I'm honest, uh, those those things are all really true. I wear it all on my sleeve. I'm, I, it's, it's almost to a fault. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I am a genuinely happy girl and I do what I love and I surround myself with people I think are wonderful and I, I, I dote over animals and uh, I have a heck of a lot more to accomplish. So I tell you what, I'm, I'm less than 50% done. So, uh, I'm excited about the future. Wonderful. Good. Thank you for taking time out before we leave. I want to get to the good business of your life and what you do for everyone out there that wants to learn more about you and what you do and how they can get involved. Where do they go on the web? Ah, thank you so much for asking. So my home base, my headquarters is fitness.com. That's F as in Frank, I-T, Z as in Zebra, N as in Nancy, E-S-S. It's fitness with a Z in the middle. Fitness.com is the headquarters for everything. There's all sorts of free information, free recipes, workout videos, articles. There's my books are on sale there. My Noisy Cancer Comeback, Your Healthy Cancer Comeback, Sick to Strong, and the Healthy Cancer Comeback Journal, all targeted towards helping cancer patients and survivors uh, slow the decline during treatment and dig their way out of that hole and get back in, getting back to fitness, health, and athletic adventure post-treatment. Uh, yeah, so fitness.com is everywhere. I'm also on social media, almost everywhere, at fitness. That's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, if you search fitness, you will find me. And my commitment that if you follow, I'll provide interesting, educational, fun content that makes you feel good. But also, what I'd prefer is for you to reach out and say, hey, I heard you on my favorite podcast. Uh, let's connect, because I would much rather have friends than followers. Excellent. Fitz, you're wonderful. Thank you for taking time out. Good luck with everything as we move forward. Have a great holiday in 2023. You as well. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino. We'll recover the world of art, business, literature, fitness, spirituality, and music from around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Oh,